Flightcast. I am Ryan Stivers, filling in for it would be the one and only Matt Nelson. So on tonight's Lightcast, we have two of the four normal suspects, counting three with me, I suppose, since I'm hosting. But we'll start with Austin Keeney. Austin, how you doing tonight? We're doing good. Obviously, we've uh, had a couple weeks off here to take a step back, let the takes marinate, and I'm thinking we've got a lot to get into tonight. So I, I know we're all going to be coming in hot. That we do. And then to uh, finish that off, we got to say hello to the one and the only, the take king himself, who comes in from the fourth row, not the third, the one and the only, Dylan Kuhn. Dylan, how are you, bud? Uh, appreciate that introduction. I've been, I've been playing 2K most of the day. I just got done eliminating, uh, the Dallas Mavericks in the semi-conference finals. So that, that, that always feels good. I would like to know what that lineup for the Dallas Mavericks looks like. Cause apparently Luca wasn't involved in that is all I can say. He, he was part of the team. He, he averaged the most points, but not enough. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Luca cast, everybody. <laughs> we 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 said it once. We said it a hundred times. This is the the most pro Luka Doncic uh, podcast in America. We're nestled right here in the heartland, and we do nothing but every single day on Twitter but defend Luka Doncic as the MVP of the NBA. No comment. <laughs> We'll take that. Well, you know, Dylan, you know, you do what you gotta do. We got a lot to talk about here tonight. We actually have a very packed show. Uh, on the leadoff, the one spot that we really want to dive into is so the NBA, it seems like, gentlemen, will be happening. Quite a few rules, quite a few stipulations. We've got the, um, I assume, uh, I, I think their kryptonite rings is what the players have to wear. Tracking movement, tracking health, tracking, um, you know, whether or not they're going to be laying pipe. Um, so they have a lot of things going on once they get to Orlando, making sure they're healthy. Um, gentlemen, let's start with Dylan on this. Uh, is the season actually going to happen? So I was super confident. I mean, I was confident that the NBA was going to happen before baseball and at the time like NBA felt like a sure deal but in recent weeks I feel like things are developing where you know maybe the owners didn't check in with all the players or maybe they didn't get a great um feeling on on the heartbeat of the league because now you're seeing guys coming out and say um you know either they don't feel comfortable or guys who are just on the fringe like Carmelo said he's out because the Blazers are on the outside looking in so for the teams that don't really have a shot at the title. I think their vote might not have been initially recorded because a lot of those teams are now saying like, "Hey, this we're not really on board for any of this." Austin, what do you think? What's up to you, man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dissension has been kind of the key to the last couple of weeks. I actually wanted to ask Dylan for comment on uh, on his guy, Kyrie Irving. A lot of <laughs> a lot of speculation about. What, uh, I don't think he would, I don't think he would have been in line to play anyway, but, uh, he wants to start his own league. And I think KD was texting his agent saying, uh, 
how long is that contract I signed? So let's uh, let's get some let's get some comment from Dylan. Can I, so can I go his first? guy? Well, well, his guy. Well, can, I, can, I, can I go first before we go to the big time Kyrie defender? Because I got something here. I go for it. I do. So as a Celtics fan, I also had to defend Kyrie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my point being that Kyrie's the dude who, when you went to high school, and it was like your junior senior year, he read a couple books that were maybe beyond, like, the scope of, uh, like, the reading level. Like, he might have read, like, War and Peace, like, one semester, and then, like, you know, Crime and Punishment, another one, whatever. He read a couple books, felt enlightened, you know, whatever. Kyrie is just a different dude. He beats to a different drum. He he does his own shit. Like, Kyrie could come out tomorrow and tell me he wants to open an alpaca farm in the south of France, or he could drop 60 against, like, the Magic, and neither one would surprise me. He he beats to his own drum. He's kind of an odd guy. I will defend Kyrie, but I will also make jokes at his expense because he just – he does his own shit. I don't know. He's kind of that weird middle ground of, like, I want to make fun of you, but also I know you're one of the three best point guards in the league. So to Dylan. So the original comment about him starting his own league, so this was said in confidence in a Brooklyn Nets group chat, and then it right. got leaked to a New York reporter by someone on the team. And then right. there was a minute on Nets Twitter where we were, like, reading up the trade machine on whoever snitched on Kyrie, whether it was Julian <laughs> Prince or just some, you know, the 13th guy off the bench. Um so I, I don't I wouldn't put too much weight into um the start your own league thing. I know Ryan watches uh Game of Zones and it's mm-hmm. almost reminiscent if anyone else yep. watched that how like yeah. they took down it was called the Media Dell and like started their own league. It's kind of funny how that <laughs> it came was. true. But um the the other thing Kyrie wasn't I mean, he's already said that he's not looking to play, he's gonna take the summer off, so is Kevin Durant. Yep. So the Nets will never win real real contention. I think Kyrie, where he gets a bad rap is just his relationship with the media. I think he is respected amongst players, maybe not LeBron, but he's the vice president of the Players Association. Um, and I, I like what Ryan said. I think he's kind of, you know, he's, he's problematic in a sense, but he's very much a person before he is a player. Mm-hmm. And he, he thinks of himself as a person and then an NBA player after that. And I think that's kind of where the conflict comes in of he he's truly looking out for his interest as a human before an athlete. And that's what conflict sometimes with the sports world. I just think that he he very much espouses a lot of things that he's kind of like me to a degree. And I'll admit this. He he comes off the cuff a lot and he speaks exactly what's on his mind. And I have a ton of respect for that. Like, I love Kyrie. I loved him in Boston. Like, like I said before, I'll make plenty of Kyrie jokes. Like, the Flat Earth stuff is obviously, like, an easy, like, it's low-hanging fruit. If I see some joke about Kyrie, I'm obviously going to crack one, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about one of the, I don't know, one of the five best point guards we've ever seen play in my lifetime. Like, it's hard to, like, dismiss him as a player because, like, 
I mean, that motherfucker is really, really good at basketball. Like, he is very good. LeBron wouldn't have had hit that title in Cleveland without him. That's just a stone cold fact. Like, I dismissed him for a second. You wanna, you wanna make fun of the Kyrie um, like circle jerk? <laughs> I got a cu- I got a couple things here. So uh, we should we should start our own league. Is like is reminiscent of every guy who's had a, a crappy day at work and just like Texas buddies. And it's like, man, why don't we just like buy a bar and run our own business? While I'm at it, when yeah. uh, when Kyrie saw Epcot, did he think, oh, this isn't right? That's round. That doesn't make any sense. I can't go there. Um, yeah. I don't think KD was too down with the idea of uh, an offshoot league, but this does speak to a real thing that we're seeing amongst some NBA players. You know, like uh, I didn't know about Melo, but I know Damian Lillard said, I'm not going to play in games that don't matter because probably not going to make the playoffs. And there's a lot, uh, a lot going on around the, Ooh, I got tongue tied. The uh, coronavirus cases in Florida are on the way up. I know it never really left, but, you know, there's a lot of concern about what our Disney employees going to do. Uh, some dudes from the Kings are probably like, this hotel we need to stay in is trash. Um, <laughs> Who invited the Kings to begin with would be the other question. That's the thing that's driving me nuts is this idea that we need to play more regular season games. If we're not right. going to do it in the cities, even in, or in arenas, you know, if it's just going to be on Disney World's campus, why didn't we just say, hey, the regular season's over? Or even take less than 16 teams. We're going to take, yeah. like, any team with even the slightest chance of winning a championship can come. But other than that, don't bother, you know? Would it, would it have been better if it had just gone 8-8 eight and eight chalk? Just, like, take the top eight in both conferences and then bring them in and call that the playoffs? Yeah, I think that's, that's what I think should have happened in the first place. Yeah. I don't disagree. I think the only reason that we're stuck going to watch like two weeks of just bullshit, quote unquote, you know, regular season games is because guys want to get their legs under them is what it seems yeah, like. I, I was going to say, don't expect like right when they come back for it to be pretty basketball. That is, that's kind mm-hmm. of the one week I am happy that it doesn't go right to the playoffs because those first couple games would be brutal to watch because these guys haven't been playing together for months. Right. I mean, I'm sure they've all been practicing at their own courts or their own facilities, but yeah. I doubt there's been many full team practices since the middle of March. So it's it's going to be ugly basketball. So I'm glad there is a buffer zone in between kind of like that, the seven or eight games or however many they're playing and then go into the playoffs. I would yeah, say the I'll, one thing that we have to look forward to is that uh, gambling wise, we at least have a few games to like get ourselves back in season. True. To get used to it, so <laughs> at least Keenan and I are paying attention to that. I know that much. He texted me the other day and he's like, "Hey, when this gets rolled back up, we got to figure out some picks." It's gonna be wild. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, NFL games will start eventually, like all happening yeah. at the same time. And I know uh-huh. that's that's pretty typical of a, a certain time of the year, but it's gonna be a prolonged stretch with college football mixed in too. It's going to be a gambler's either paradise or worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a paradise. <laughs> well, unless you're losing. I, I just, outside yeah. of eight more chances to watch Luka Doncic that we wouldn't have had before, I can't think of a reason to uh, have these regular season games. <laughs> I think it's exciting because on the on the plus point, like we talked about, as far as gambling goes, and this is a very pro-gambling podcast, we've discussed it multiple times, 
we are going to have our pick of the litter going into when we record and also day-to-day, which to me sounds very exciting because we'll be able to just pick from a full slate of any sport at any given time. Which is exciting. That we, we've never had this opportunity before where it's like, okay, I'm going to pick from NBA games, NFL games, college football games, NASCAR, you know, what have you. Because NASCAR is killing it right now. And they're going to be killing it when this time rolls around too. So we're going to have a plethora of picks to go from. So I think if anybody who enjoys gambling, this is going to be one of the best podcasts if you live in Iowa to listen to. Because I know for a fact that Dylan and I are going to be diving full steam into the NBA picks. Like, I will be dropping those as much as possible when it rolls around. Um, it will also be exciting, too, like I said, to add the NFL stuff on top of it. I'm excited. The NBA is happening. It's just a very weird moment, and we have not navigated anything like this before. Well, we think it's happening. Right now, mm-hmm. I'd say there's about a – it's probably a 95% chance that it's going to happen. But there's, right. there's still that slight chance that it might not. Um, there's going to be some great, like, unintentional comedy around this yes. Disney World return. Like, a couple of things that have come out, you know, the bands, Ryan, you touched on it, that are supposed yeah. to track symptoms. But really, it's just uh, make sure nobody goes anywhere. <laughs> the, uh, the reported tip line is going to be oh, yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> Like I, I, I hope I hope those get leaked. To yes, that <laughs> yeah. is delightful. Um, someone's the gonna, someone's line, gonna say they saw uh, Kai, uh, Kawhi dapping up Giannis at the bar yeah. at one of those hotels, and it's oh, gonna yeah. be like Rich Paul <laughs> with binoculars in a bush or something. <laughs> Absolutely, that's the thing. Is like. They, that tip, like, and, and this is a league that's known for its drama, like, 100%. And, like, this is always, like, a tracking flights, watching guys go where, watching guys talk to who at halftime. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, you think back to when uh, LeBron was talking to Alonzo uh, before he went out west to play for the Lakers, and, like, it got leaked, like, LeBron's headed there, and, like, the jokes were like, oh, I'm going to trade you in like in a year, which I mean, he eventually ended up doing. So like any photo that gets dumped out of this is going to be fucking phenomenal for like Twitter comedy. Like I'm here for it because this is a, like the NBA is the most socially interactive league as far as that stuff goes. So I'm so excited to see what happens when it comes time for Orlando. Like there's going to be a picture of like, Kawhi wearing Mickey ears with Paul George behind him. We're going to be like, well, he doesn't have his Mickey ears on. Zimmy's out of L.A. <laughs> yeah, the magic. Uh, some rep was talking to Kawhi and, you know, Disney. There you go. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, half the fun of the NBA is talking about who's going to play on what team the next right. year. Oh, yeah. There's some, there's some really great recruiting possibilities, especially with all mm-hmm. these teams staying in the same hotels. Oh yeah, it's kind of like what uh, oh man, it's kind of like what uh, Worldwide Wosh or Worldwide Wob said when he was like, the amount of tampering that's about to happen in these hotels yeah. will never Unreal. be matched again. Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be guys just chilling in hotel rooms. Just I'm just imagining like the the cup phones with like a string attached to them, just going through like <laughs> each single hotel room in the hallway, and it's just like a like a hotel wide pandering system. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for like, us to finally to finally yeah. find out that Luca got convinced to join like the 
the, to join the Lakers because of this. Like, I feel like that's going to happen. <laughs> what a oh, what a disaster that would be. But uh, like, <laughs> Doc, Doc Rivers is going to be like calling up Anthony Davis and saying, "Hey, I saw LeBron down on the down there saying he doesn't want you around next year." You know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. Oh, I can't wait for it. It's such a petty league. I love it so much. And speaking of non-petty leagues, while we're talking about it, baseball not going to happen. Petty. I don't like as much as, as much as much as as much as everybody believes that it will. Um, it doesn't seem like that the way things are going that it's being completely settled, right? Well, it's breaking at the 11th hour. Like literally, as we're recording this podcast, the news is coming out that the baseball season is going to happen. And if you want to talk about petty, there is an owner-player divide that is more than any right. tweet that uh, mm-hmm. Kyrie ever sent when he was in Boston. It's, <laughs> it's unreal. Baseball could not have screwed this up more, but Agreed. they're going to they're gonna go forward. So we haven't talked about this much on the light cast yet, but... The details that have been floating, we're looking at a 60-game baseball regular season, which is about 100 games less than would normally happen under regular circumstance. Uh, I believe it's going to be for a full prorated pay for the players, so they'll make about 37% of their usual what they would make. Playoffs are going to stay the same as they would in a normal circumstance. Uh, it's just... It's taken us a long time to get here. There have been a number of proposals tossed around. I don't know how much you guys are familiar with what's been going on with these negotiations or how much we should get into it. I, I mean, what have you guys heard? Do you have any thoughts at all about baseball coming back? Because I know you're basketball guys first and foremost. Right. I do I do have thoughts. I, I, I obviously will never side with the owners in any situation. Just we're going to start there real quick on this. So, um, fuck anybody who owns a team. I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think for the most part they're ever looking out for the interests of the actual players. Um, I think that this whole thing has been drug out because they're looking for the least amount of pay as possible. So, I don't side with them on that. I feel bad for a lot of it. Baseball could have owned like the last two months, probably had they have actually been able to just, like, concede a few things and, like, adhered to what the players were saying. But it seems like that the owners just didn't give a shit and were just kind of like, nah, we don't want to pay it. So they they miss out on a huge opportunity, it seems like, to really, like, reinvigorate interest in baseball in the last two months, it sounds like. Yeah, that's kind of what I was – I think it's – too little, too late, even if it does go through, because now they're going right. to be competing with almost every league tenfold because, like, all of these leagues are going to start to come back at the same time. I've yep. watched, like, three NASCAR races in the past month. I've never watched NASCAR in my life. I guarantee you I would have tuned into baseball these past two months. I tuned into a yep. Korean baseball game. Like, right. the MLB would have absolutely owned the summer of 2020 if they would have figured something out sooner. But, Agreed. like... And the divide, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong here, but the, like, owner divide to the player divide in baseball is by far the worst of any league. Is that It correct? seems like it. No, it seems like it so far. I mean, I don't think the NFL is great at it either. It seems like it's also pretty differential. It doesn't seem like it's a player-friendly league. But, it, it, I mean, obviously, since it's baseball season, like, they're going to take a ton of the shit. 
but at least it seems like football's going to do their best. Baseball seemed like they didn't give a fuck about whether or not it was going to come back. Yeah, I think in terms of leagues where there's the biggest divide between owners and players, the NFL is probably number one, but baseball has has really launched itself up there. Yeah. The the idea that everybody had for a long time is once things settle down, we'll restart spring training, and that'll take a couple of weeks. And Mm -hmm. the 4th of July was everybody's sort of dream date for when the season could start. And even yeah. then, and this was before an NBA announcement, but now they've announced that the NBA is tentatively going to start on July 31st. But you get the month of July of regular season baseball every single day, starting on the 4th of July, you know, just big national holiday. We've got baseball back. Sports are, are back. It's a return to normal. And the owners were basically saying, I don't want to, I don't want to pay the players that much because they're going to have to play more games. It, it's right. really what it came down to. And it's, it's a joke, really. There was an agreement back in March where they said, okay, however many games we get to play, we'll give you prorated pay. So, you know, if we play 100 games, you'll get 100 games worth of salary. But what the owners, they're pretty short-sighted, I think. They didn't take into effect that games might have to take place in a a hub or there's no way that there's going to be fans in ballparks that they just, they realized, oh, we're going to lose money. We made a bad deal. We're just going to hold out as long as we can to try and save our butts. And it's that's why I say it's a joke. They they could have done this a long time ago. And I know there's a lot to figure out about COVID cases in players. You know, what does that mean? Does that take the whole team off the field? Does it take one player away for a certain amount of time? But they, they could have done this. They They should have done it many times. I don't know how many times in the last month. You know, we've seen that breaking news, another proposal sent to the players, the owners and the players are on the same page. And then at the last minute, the owners changed three or four things about the deal to really fuck over the players, what was going to happen. And then it got rejected. So this was a long time coming. It'll be nice. Like, I'm a regular season baseball guy, but this season is going to suck. I'm, uh, I'm conflicted. I'm torn about what to think about it. Like I said, it's like a third of a regular season plus playoffs. Like if the Cubs, you know, cause the Cubs are my team. If they come out and they're like five and 15 in their first 20 games, you know, the season's over when in a normal circumstance, they could make that up. You know, it's right. Yeah. It's Nationals won the world series. The Nationals won the world series last year. They had an incredibly slow start. And if they, I mean, if a team does that this year, it's they're not making the playoffs because there's, yeah, there's right. not enough time to have a slow start this year. Yeah, you know, that's the a, biggest thing, yeah. A team like the Royals, it's not supposed to be good. They come out hot out of the gates. They could coast into the playoffs in a 60-game a format. Or there's going to be, like, 10 teams that are within one game of the playoffs when that 60 games runs out. And, you know, what do you do? You yeah, really it's one of those that. things. Well, it's one of those things that, like, baseball is only, it's always the adage when it comes to the baseball playoffs as get hot at the right time. Is kind of what usually happens, like towards September, and now you're not going to have that opportunity. It now it is you have to be on the ball all the time in order to solidify yourself. And part of that's exciting, you know. Every game is going to have more importance than a normal, right. you know, one out of the one sixty-two. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I. I don't know. I, 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 I'm excited because we're going to get sports back in our lives, obviously, and it's all going to be at the exact same time. What sucks about it is, like, if your favorite team blows, 
for like a two week period, it kind of just, it kind of makes them sucky for the fact that they're probably not going to make anything happen. Like, yeah. it, like as Cubs fans, like if they go on a streak where they are shitty for like a two week stretch, they're pretty much eliminated. It's like playing 2K on like four minute quarters where you're not going to be able to battle back. Yeah, uh, they're going to change up the rules for this season. And this is, it's the most boring podcast subject, but like I could go on for a while about why the the designated hitter shouldn't be in the National League or (laughs) maybe even at all. Like I said, it's so boring. We're not going to talk about it. But um, yeah, the point is this could have happened a long time ago. It should have happened a long time ago. And this whole baseball season is going to feel really cheap. And, you know, basketball is going to be going on every single day in August when Mm -hmm. normally it's the stretch run. For baseball, there, and that's there, there's going to be an asterisk no matter what. Like it, like it, no matter who wins a championship in basketball or baseball, there will be an asterisk on it. So when think, LeBron wins his fifth title this year, we're going to make fun of them. Do you, Do you think it's more so in baseball though? I feel like just because of how much of the basketball regular season was already played, I feel like if the right team wins, if the Lakers or the Bucks or like a team that has proven that they will get all season. I feel like it'll be easier for me to accept, you know, pandemic or not, those one of those teams is probably going to win anyways. But if some, like, baseball team out of nowhere wins the World Series this year, everyone's going to be like, well, it doesn't count because, you know what I mean? I think yeah, it'll happen in basketball, like, we, too. You know, we know, well, no, it's not going to happen yeah, in basketball. I, best, of seven, best, of, best of seven best in of, basketball weeds it out. But, uh, like, we know who the good NBA teams are. The Dodgers and the Yankees, I think, are the preseason World Series favorites for baseball, and they could very easily start slow and miss the playoffs. And it's like over 162, they would have easily risen to the top. But, you know, they could they could be left out altogether. I don't know. I disagree only in the fact that I think if the Bucks win the title this year, there would still be an asterisk on it. Like we would oh. still make we would still call Giannis's title this year as fraudulent if you won it. I, I think I would argue against those people because I think, like, Milwaukee has the best record right now in the regular season under regular circumstances, so it would be hard for me to write off, <clears throat> even in the weird playoff circumstances, that I'd be like, well, they wouldn't have won it if things would have been normal. I just, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's an opinion thing. We can't prove it otherwise. <laughs> yeah, the, Very it's true. true. The asterisk thing is going to hold way more true in baseball, though, because the season is going to be so short. Like It's like an NBA season that, you know, plays 30 regular season games. I mean, the Hawks still wouldn't wouldn't have been anywhere near the playoffs while the Mavs would have posted (laughs) like a (laughs) four It's kind of like when uh, when the Spurs won during the lockout season. Like, they only had to play a a marginal game, you know? Yeah. And, like, nobody ever talks about the fact that, like, Duncan's, what was it? That was, like, his third title, I think, was when they won that year. Second, second because I think the second. first one was with Robinson, and that was yeah. Really so, it, so it was Duncan's second title during that one, and like people don't talk about the fact that like it was a shortened season. It was you know like they weren't at full strength. It was kind of a weird year. What was that like two ninety nine? I think ninety nine, early two thousand. Yeah, ninety nine was the first. That was the first first title actually, and nobody talks about it. And I should qualify like if the Cubs win the World yeah. Series. You know, I'll, I'll be fucking, I'll be all over it. And I will be fighting back against anybody who says this doesn't count. In the same way, like if the Cardinals win the World Series, they're like, oh, that was bullshit. You know, that season didn't count. You know, we didn't play anything. 
So Keeney, here's here's a hellscape for you. What if the Cubs don't win in 2016 and then they win this World Series of 2020 where people can easily write it off? <laughs> That's brutal. They get the Cubs the trophy, care? Did they, did they get the trophy? Did they sell the merch? I watched the uh, the Steve Bartman 30 for 30 the other night, and that was one of my first like sports heartbreaks. I was nine years old. It was 2003. I loved the Cubs. I lived and died on almost every single pitch because, you know, I was nine years old. What else was I going to do? Uh, right. And when they fell apart in the NLCS was heartbreaking. Like I said, it's a, it's a really boring uh, podcast going back into Major League Baseball history, especially because they've won now. But, um, yeah, if the Cubs win in 2020, forget it. You know, it, it counts all the same to me. <laughs> would you would you dunk on LeBron at all for winning a title this year? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at my core, I still hold my biases, and I'll be rooting like hell for the Lakers to not win, and I'll be making fun of them if they do. That's fair. Well, I mean, you know, when you've got the fifth best player in the NBA with Anthony Davis, it's a sure done thing, right? That's a that's a good gambling segment that's going to happen in about a month. <laughs> At some point, what well, what sucked about that was like uh, all of our like futures bets kind of get canceled out. Was like that was, was what the biggest bump for me was was having MVP and title odds getting canceled because of all this. So it was definitely a bummer to have to just kind of like look at my ticket like get refunded because of it. Yeah, that's a lesson for Dylan in the world of gambling. Is yeah, uh, right. Don't be a futures, don't be a futures no. guy. I like futures. You get good odds on that. <laughs> I, I'm not yeah. a futures guy, and that's just me personally. My 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 Giannis bet still for MVP would have held true. I think had uh, had this disease not come through. I'm pretty sure that Giannis definitely would have locked up the MVP this year, though. I just I don't see any other reason why it wouldn't have. I think they're still going to give the award out, and he'll win it if they do. I I don't disagree, but my ticket definitely doesn't cash on this. Is my argument. <laughs> you need to talk to your book about that. <laughs> if, I said, if I said he wins the MVP and he wins the MVP, I don't care what the season looks like. <laughs> We know how that plays. Real quick, uh, uh, before we go into our next segment, we want to give a very big shout-out to our presenting sponsor, as always, Estas Bar and Grill. They do a great job promoting uh, all the podcasts here at the Wide Right Nighty Light Podcast Network. If you are in Ames, make sure you stop by Estas Bar and Grill for some tacos and tots. As we have said multiple times on this podcast, there is no better place for tacos or Tater Tots in Ames than Estas Bar and Grill. Also, they are sponsoring our 10-year anniversary party whenever that happens, which we are still trying to figure out. I don't necessarily have the date nailed down yet. I thought it was mid-July is what we rescheduled it to. When it is, you will definitely hear about it for sure. But we would like to thank Estas, as always, for being our presenting sponsor and always being a big friend of this network. So on a, on a related note, it'll be a pleasure to to take Dylan to Welch Ave for the first time in his life. That's true. <laughs> Never been. Swear, like, swear to God, I've I just I don't know. I mean, I had 
I've never had a fake ID, and then I had like a two-month span where I could have gone, and I just didn't. I don't know. You're going to get the uh, professional walkthrough by some alumni who have uh, <laughs> definitely spent their fair share of time on Welch. That's true. <laughs> It'll be the perfect initiation. It will. Well, I, I'm excited because, uh, quick shout-out real quick, it's 24, 24 hours in advance. Dylan will be here in my hometown tomorrow. I will get to take him out, at least, for some good pizza and beers. Uh, he's flying out of here before he heads to Seattle. So look out for any content we do with that, that's for sure. We do have a good draft um, planned for your, for the listeners right now that we discussed ahead of time. Wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't forget. One of our old favorites we got to get back to. Which is? Our, our favorite show to watch on Mondays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll do that first. Yeah. So before we get to the draft, we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll talk about what happened with the, uh, bachelor segment last night. Uh, we'll kick that off with Austin. So, Kenny, do you want to? Are we still there? Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Bachelor, our favorite show to watch on Monday nights. Uh, the Bachelor was supposed to be airing during this time. Obviously, with all the complications, they couldn't film the show. So what they've done to fill time is on Monday nights, they're replaying basically an entire season in, in three hours. I think three hours is a crazy amount of time to commit. I wish they would do it in two. <laughs> uh, they've, they've done this a couple times now. I've wanted to talk about it. And I know Dylan wants to talk about it, too. Uh, what are your thoughts on these first three episodes of the greatest seasons ever. So I, I'm sure I'm with a, a couple other people in saying that I caught the first two and by this Monday, I've lost a little bit of interest. The first one I caught like the last hour and a half of, and that was pretty compelling. I think like you said, like maybe, maybe two hour slot might've worked better for this. The ones that I've watched have dragged on where like, Toward the end, I don't like. I I don't care. I mean, there's nothing else on at Monday nights. Like, I I don't have anything else better to watch. Um, and then the other thing is, I think they're just, and and you alluded to this earlier as well before we went live. But the seasons have gotten like I I feel like the seasons are far more dramatic now than they used to be. I just feel like maybe they're better produced. I don't know what shady things producers are pulling behind doors nowadays that gets everything so wild up, but. I've enjoyed the the past three seasons I've seen live um, compared to any of the seasons I've seen recaps of. I'm 100% on board with you for that. If if these are the greatest seasons of The Bachelor, then I'm glad that uh, I didn't start watching until very recently because that that first one, I was like, oh, this would be kind of cool. I didn't watch this <laughs> season. You know, we'll see what happens. By the time hour number three rolled around, I was like, I cannot believe that this is still happening and I didn't watch the third hour. Like yeah. these dudes that they picked to be the bachelor are like literal, just like mannequins with no personality. There's nothing compelling about them. It, uh, honestly, you could have like played the two episodes of the bachelor that they've shown as a recording. And I couldn't have told the difference between the two. It's every element of th- this woman is special. I can't believe I get to date her. I'm just really looking forward to this experience. I love our connection. It's almost like a glass shattering moment. Like maybe I'm wasting my time watching The Bachelor. I know that's not true. I know I'm going to keep watching it anyway. <laughs> but uh, it's really it's really startling to see how every single season was exactly the same. 
Yeah, it kind of feels like how, and this plays into our draft later, but how they're just able to create basically the same thing, throw a new bachelor on, like just change the bachelor or bachelorette, and then prompt it up as something you've never seen before. Or like the, their tagline is always like, this season finale is never, like it's never been seen before in bachelor history. Because, I mean, like, they're all the same. Like, of course it hasn't. Like, there's, if one different thing happens, it far, it like separates itself a ton from any other season because they're basically carbon copies of one another. Absolutely. Like, Chris Harrison is the ultimate salesman when he says, um, you know, <laughs> this was one of the most controversial things that ever happened. And it was like uh, a lady went uh, and went to the Bachelor's hotel room when she wasn't supposed to, when that literally happens on every single season. Like, it might have got Twitter talking that night, but nobody can remember it, you know, like two weeks later. And that was supposed to be, like, this earth-shattering dramatic moment. So what I'm saying is, Bachelor people, if you have better seasons, you should be showing them, because the ones you pick so far have been trash. And maybe they are building it up. I, I mean, they don't count down like this. They, well, starting with the, you know, 10th... <laughs> most interesting season and then working our way up. I hope they are because so far I haven't been that compelled. I don't disagree with you. It seems like so far that uh, my bachelor knowledge was based on one season, which was last year. So I'm definitely doing pretty well. I I would consider myself pretty versed based on one season because I've seen it all now then. I am. I mean, basically (laughs) I'm thrilled that, Dylan and I do the same thing every single Monday night, and it's like, I don't want to watch this. And then I've had it on for an hour and a half, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe my time would be better spent doing anything else. <laughs> you mean like playing video games? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, I, I segue. I spy. I spy a segue. <laughs> well, that is, that uh, is the segue. We should say we want to talk about this because last week was uh, video game week at HQ yep. there with SB Nation, and we didn't record a podcast, so we want to make sure we uh, get into this a little bit. Correct. So we were going to do this last week. Schedules don't line up sometimes. Uh, we miss, obviously, with uh, the fourth part of us with Matt Nelson, not here tonight, had plans. We were busy last week as we all had plans as well. We developed, we were kind of like, well, we want to do a draft of our favorite video games. Do we want to do all-time or childhood, boys? I mean, when are we chopping childhood off? Because um, yeah. if, if we're doing childhood, I have like a, a five-year range of games I can pick from. Yeah, some <laughs> of us still play. So let's just say yeah. our favorite sports, sports video games of all time. Yeah, Favorite like sports video games of all time. Okay. I, all right, well, I'll open it then with my round one. We'll go, uh, fuck it. We'll go me, we'll go Austin, and then we'll do Dylan on the back end then. Uh, do you guys want to do three or fours for it? Do you want to do a Rushmore, or are we just doing top three? Let's do four, and we're doing it as a draft that's, uh, as a draft? not Rushmore. I feel like that's copyrighted. Right, yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's definitely a bigger podcast than us that does a Rushmore. So we're going to pick our top four video game, sports video games of all time. I'll dig it off. I'm going to go pick one round one. I'm going to go NBA Street Volume 2 as my round one pick one sports video game of all time. If you own a PS2 and you like basketball, you own this game. You know the cover. You know the soundtrack. It had 
Rock and Seal Smooth that opened it with Abram and SOVU. It was one of the most fun basketball games of all time. Great, just great for draft, great for anybody if you want to do a creative player. It was a fantastic basketball video game. Been referenced multiple times through uh, hip-hop songs. Just literally could not have been more fun if you were looking for a basketball game. So I'm going to go NBA Street Volume 2, Round 1, Pick 1. That's actually a really good pick because I didn't play it. So there's a, there's a, there's a range of experience here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick NCAA 14 just because that's what's in the Xbox now. Mm, it's, yeah. it's what I love to play. Uh, winning titles with Iowa State is a delight, even if they're fake ones. And my dynasty has been going for a while now. Uh, NCAA 14. That's my, my number one pick. So I will I will defend 2K to its death, and really the first 2K I started playing was 2K13, and like Ryan said, like soundtrack. I mean, I'm, I'm it's not a huge thing with every sports video game, but 2K13 opened up with uh, Jay Z's PSA from the Black Album, and probably yeah. like the coolest intro of of a 2K I've ever seen. It was black and white, and uh, Paul George and maybe D Rose and there was three people on the cover that year and soundtrack was amazing. Um, the dunk animations were just crazy. Like the Duncan traffic rating was just dumb that year. Um, I, I know just like pe- kids, that's like the perfect like age, like any kid my age knew like 2k 13 was kind of the like golden standard of 2k's while we were growing up. That was kind of like the 2k. Oh, and then I go again. I'm I'm on the end of the snake. Do we count? Is Mario Kart? Okay, oh, we. I'm gonna What's... give you Mario Kart because it was on okay. my list. Okay, and I'm I'm gonna gladly steal this one from you. So I grew up with a Wii. That was like the first video game console I had, which isn't like the coolest thing to brag about. But Mario Kart Wii was like, I mean, it was perfect for that console. Like I didn't really grow up playing Call of Duty or. I mean, like, Mario games were kind of, like, my first video games I played. So I got pretty good at Mario Kart on Wii, still play it sometimes, like, at friends' houses, still have the Wii. Yep, I am 100% on board with you, especially if you got the Wii controllers with the steering wheels. Oh, yep. yep. That was so freaking fun. I, yep. I had a Wii, too, I think, in, like, the eighth grade. And my, my family still has it. Um, my sister loves playing Mario Kart. I was going to pick that. And I'm kind of I'm kind of mad at Dylan for stealing that from me. <laughs> that means I gotta reconfigure the draft board a little bit here. Maybe I should have let off with Mario Kart. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go ahead and take my NBA game here. The game that I love to play on PS2 was NBA Live 2005. It was the yep. one with uh, Carmelo yep. on the cover. And yeah, I, when he was like a 99 overall. My absolute favorite thing to do on this game was uh, play the All Star Weekend. So I do the yeah. three point shootout and the dunk contest. They were both mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yep. And uh, it was always fun to just do auto trades and, like, load up one team with the best players and just see what would happen. So, like, I had, like, LeBron, Kobe, D-Wade, Shaq. Shaq was still really good in 2005. Just the the best team I could possibly put together and just crush everybody. NBA Live 05. That's a fair. That's a good pick. All right. I got back-to-backs here. I got two that are going to be uh, stunners here. I'm gonna go with uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four because Whoa. the soundtrack the the soundtrack to that one is unassailable. It is quite possibly the most influential soundtrack of my life. 
It was the one that I poured the most amount of hours to until I think I was a junior in college I played that game. Like, I absolutely loved that game. If you owned a PS2, you definitely owned Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. Like, it was one of the best ones you could have possibly bought. So I don't know how, how you guys feel about Tony X Pro Skater, but that, that one is the GOAT. Like, Tony X Pro Skater 4 is easily my favorite. I thought Pro Skater 2 was going to be your choice because that was... No, nope. I, I had Pro Skater 2, and I love that game, but I, I am on board with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That was a great yeah. series. It was, it, it was one of those ones where uh, it had so much longevity and so much just, like heart and compassion poured into it by the time it got there. I gotta go with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 on this one, on my second yep. pick. Like, you're right it, about the it, you're it, right it, about the soundtrack too, and I don't know, Dill, do you have any experience playing Tony Hawk? I have never played a Tony Hawk skateboard game. Mm. Yeah. You missed out when was the when was Skate Four? When was that released? That the the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater four? God just oh, general General I mean, that would have been, like, yeah, that would have been, I mean, I was probably, like, a junior or senior in high school, so it would have been, like, 2009, roughly. Okay, that would have been, like, the first, I mean, I would have been, like, just starting to figure out, like, I probably got my Wii when I was 10, so, I mean, I would have, like, right around there was when I would have started playing video games, so that one might just yeah. be, like, right before my time. Two, it was right on the corner, got it. So, uh, on my third pick... Uh, for my last one, I think, right? Are we doing four? We'll anyway. come back to four. You'll get one more. Go yeah. Around. So okay. So so I'm gonna do for my third pick. I'm taking one that's more sentimental. So when my brother and I were kids, we lived out in this like shitty farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, bumfuck uh, Norwalk, Iowa. Like just way out with no satellite, no internet, nothing. We only had a PS2, and that was it. And my dad bought us. PS2 for Christmas. It was the greatest thing ever. Or, sorry, not a PS2. It was a PlayStation at the time. So he bought us a PS1 at the time, and he bought us NHL 98. And so I'm taking NHL 98 as my third pick because of the sentimental value of my dad and I sitting there for hours at a time because it was one of the only hockey games I can think of off the top of my head that allowed actual, like, fighting in it. So, like, my dad and I would, like, we get it into like two two games and it'd be like in the third period and there'd be some tussle somewhere and we'd drop gloves and my dad and I would literally just be hammering the square button just throwing haymakers trying to get like our center tossed out or like your wing toss so I'm going to take NHL 98 as my third pick and it also opened with David Bowie's Heroes which I cannot not like you know explain how great of a song that is <laughs> yeah the NHL games are great I don't uh, I know the the more recent ones like what, what I like to do when I play is if I'm like offsides because I don't know the rules of hockey that well. But if like I commit a penalty, I'm just going to take a shot at the goalie anyway because I know it'll piss off the other team, and then yeah, we might get into a fight. I'll uh, I'll grab a sentimental favorite of mine as well because we said Mario Kart is a sports game. I'm going to go ahead and go with ATV Off Road Fury Two for the PlayStation. No way. Yeah, played, good pick. Yeah, how did I that just, one get stolen off my list? That that's a. <laughs> I t oh man, I devoted so many hours to like because that game you could free roam and just like ride off the mountains in your ATV. That had an elite soundtrack as well. 
and the racing component of that game was great. I loved playing that game. That that game is definitely like it's like a two a.m. and you're starting to crash from like the caffeine high in middle school, and you're like, "Fuck it, let's play some ATV motocross." <laughs> that was definitely it was like the super late night game of yeah. sports, for me at least. Did did they have the? Did you play the one that had that like ski jump almost where you could just go like two hundred oh. miles an hour down a ski ramp and oh hell get yeah launched yeah, oh, yeah I loved it yeah. loved it. <laughs> Um, so this, so I have two here, right? Yep. Bring so I, I, de- like, I was gonna say that I don't know the full name of it, but it, it was a game with, like, four wheelers and dirt bikes, and so something to that extent. I'm not sure which one, but that was truly on my list just because I didn't even own this game. This is just a game that a friend had, but every night, like, at about 1 a.m., 2 a.m., we'd, we'd put that one in and play it for the next three hours until we crashed, but, um, so I'm gonna take here, and sports is starting to get a loose um, definition. Can I pick a WWE game? Yes, you can. Okay, then I'm going to take, I think it was SmackDown versus Raw, like 2014 or 2015. Mm. It was before they started doing these 2K WWE ones. The animations were terrible. It looked like they were about six years behind every single other sports game, and I did not care because you can just wind up with a chair or a sledgehammer and just whack the hell out of anyone. And they were starting to, like, I know games do this now, like the new WWE games where you could, like, bring back the legends. So, like, you had to unlock, like, Stone Cold or, like, Hulk Hogan or... And it was... They had, like, kind of fun, like, ways to unlock it and those cheat codes and everything. So, that's on there. Um, last one. I'm gonna... No one said Madden yet, and I feel like someone's... And I know, like, NFL head coach was before my time, yep. but I think I would have loved it. The one I'm going to pick, though, is Madden 08, and oh, maybe it was 07. Sean Alexander was on the cover. If any of you guys, you know which one I'm talking Was it 07 or 08? It was right in there. It was the first, I think, the first sports video game I ever had because it was on the computer still. Yeah, I think 08 had Vince Young. Okay, so then maybe it was 07. I'm going to, I'm going to, hold up. I'm gonna, we're gonna, breaking news here, we're gonna find this. Also had a great soundtrack. Madden's always been a great soundtrack game. If you ever played Madden on the Wii, because Dill, I know you had a Wii, where you were like, the quarterback and you would fling the controller up to snap the ball and then throw it forward to throw the pass. Yes, people don't know the struggle of like, the whole different, um, like sports genre on the Wii. Like, you're not having an Xbox controller, you're standing up, Wii Sports might be a sneaky, like, fifth place for me, just because of, like, I would be sweating, like, in tennis or boxing, like, that, mm-hmm. that gets the heart rate going a little bit. Um, I am gonna throw Madden 07, I did Google, it's Madden 07. Um, cause that's, like, really the first, you know, EA Sports or 2K game I remember playing. Yeah, I feel like if Madden didn't make it anywhere on the list, we might get complaints. So I I had a WWE game on my list, but it's a different one. So this is where I'm glad there's sort of that age gap or different uh, perspectives. The game that I always used to play on PS2 with my buddy was, uh, it's called SmackDown Shut Your Mouth. (laughs) It was, oh, it came out in maybe like 2004. It had an elite cast of wrestlers. So you had to unlock the legends in your game. We we already had them. We had like The Rock, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, uh, Shawn Michaels, all these guys. And what we would do is we'd set up these matches like 
like hell in the cell and we give ourselves as many uh, signature moves as we could. So we'd like try and throw people off the cage or sub- like do all the special moves on them over and over and then like pull out a, a chair or a sledgehammer and hit them. And it, it was a blast. I think, uh, so yeah, SmackDown, shut your mouth. And my honorable mention would be just backyard baseball. That yep. Was- yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. I that was going to be an honorable mention for me too. Yeah. Pablo Sanchez. Yeah. Yep. Best, best the legend. Best video game athlete, Pablo Sanchez, and I played that on. I played backyard baseball on the desktop computer a bunch. Do we yep. all know? Do we know enough players to give just a quick like all favorite player besides oh, Pablo shit. Sanchez? Besides I feel like that is. I gotta look the roster up. I I know. I remember Randy Johnson, like young Randy Johnson, that game being absolutely fucking elite. Yeah, he was mental. Oh, yeah, God. heaters. Uh, Ichiro was so good in that game too because yep. he was yep. fast mm-hmm. as hell. Yeah, and he. He had, like, a good arm so you could make him pitch if you really felt like it, but Ichiro was my guy. I remember other, other than Griffey, Pablo Sanchez. Ken Griffey Jr. had the backwards hat. He had, mm-hmm. like, the – he was with the Reds by then, or at least the one I played on. He was playing for the Reds. And that, that like, besides Pablo Sanchez, Ken Griffey Jr. was making it on every single team I put together. Absolutely. So, and then we can this like I'm looking at the roster right for uh backyard base characters. But my last pick, I'm gonna go Tiger Woods PGA Tour two thousand eight for my last pick because I can't tell you how many hours that my brother and I poured into that game just literally playing Augusta nonstop. We knew that was the only way we could ever play Augusta in our lives. And so we would literally just do random golfers and just go a full eighteen on that. So, and it was the last time that the putting was actually not confusing in that game. It was literally just like try to line it up with the pin and figure out the break, and that was it. But then they added in a bunch of bullshit and stuff. So, take Tiger Woods PJ Tour 08 as my last pick. Yeah, I, I legit have the game uh, that had Augusta in it on my Xbox 360, and I. I was playing that for a little while not long ago when it was like the dead of winter and it was like, man, it'd be cool if I was outside playing golf. Right, yeah. That's kind of like as the older you get, the more you appreciate golf. You get closer to 30, the more you're like, this is the one sport I can actually be dominant, but at least kind of like good at. Because like if you try to run like a full court basketball game, like late in your 20s, you're just gassed after like three runs. But, like, golf, you can still at least, like, be like, hey, I can take an 18-year-old on that. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're never going to come out with a beer league softball video game, so I guess, <laughs> exactly, I guess golf yeah. is where I uh, come in on that. <laughs> yeah. that's Yeah, so, like, Austin gets it because we're kind of getting older to that point where, like, I can't run, like, a full, like, game-to-game, you know, basketball round, but, like, I could at least do 18 of somebody. So, um, honorable mention, too, like any backyard like basketball or baseball game because all of them were great because they had all those in any genre they just were like the most fantastic if you were a kid because it what was hilarious about it too is like you could pick Pablo Sanchez in baseball basketball and I think they have a football one too correct yeah. so yeah. Could literally pick Pablo Sanchez in like any three of those games, and he was the unassailable three sport athlete. So here's <laughs> the like crazy thing: I would have been probably <clears throat> three or four years old when like I started playing backyard sports, like on the computer, and I was probably terrible at it because I didn't know what I was doing. But I like 
so for those unfamiliar, what Backyards is, is like there's real athletes that they have kind of sprinkled in with like the Backyard kids, and these are just made up kind of personas like Pablo Sanchez. I truly thought Pablo Sanchez was a real person, and I would tell my parents <laughs> that he is. And, like, hearing that Pablo Sanchez wasn't real was about as heartbreaking as, like, finding out about Santa for me. When I found out, like, I couldn't go out and buy a Pablo Sanchez jersey and, like, watch him on TV, I was heartbroken. <laughs> he kind of, well, I mean, if you had to, like, a very minute, it was basically, like, the Pudge Rodriguez of the Backyard Games, right? For sure. As far as baseball goes, like, if you had to base him on somebody. Dude's just hitting dingers. <laughs> I'd like to think of Pablo as, like, uh, Javi Baez ahead of his time. <laughs> but, like, that's, but that's like a three good foot thing, two in yeah. a field. Yeah. Yeah. The power yeah. swing, the uh, elite speed, and the ability to play anywhere on defense. Loved it. There was also a I can't think of the title and I tried to Google it real quick while we were sitting here talking and I can't find it. There was also a uh, there was an NFL game when I was a kid that was basically you, you guys you guys are you familiar with the TV show Hard Knocks that they used to have on ESPN? Hard Knocks, they still have that. Hard Knocks is on uh, HBO. No, um, yeah, I'm sorry, not Hard Knocks. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm talking about, uh, oh, it was, uh, what was the ESPN show where it was like the uh, lead-in, where it was uh, the time about this guy that did steroids, a bunch of cocaine. It was like this off-the-walls ESPN show. I, I thought it was Hard Knocks, sorry. I, it was Game Breaker, maybe? I can't remember. This has been years ago. It was, it, so anyway, there was, there was an ESPN show, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but it, like, showed the quote-unquote inside look at, like, how NFL players, like, live their lives, and it was, like, very, like, M-rated or some shit, but they released a video game kind of based on that show, and for the life of me, I cannot find it right now, but they had an option in that video game where you could send strippers to... <laughs> to the opposing quarterback to make him play worse on the day after that game. And they only released it one year. And God damn it, if I can't remember what the name of it was, it's driving me it sounds nuts. like the Blue Mountain State experience. I was just in yeah. a Blue Mountain State yeah, video game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I'll, I'll have to look for it. but, but I, And if there's a listener out there that can, like, tweet me or like send me a DM or something about what the game was I'd be so happy but I can't remember it was an Xbox game and you could like literally break dudes bones hit them out of bounds and like like fuck their whole lives up and just do like this crazy shit but I cannot remember what it was it's driving me crazy <laughs> it reminds me of just one last honorable mention I had uh, Slugfest Baseball if you guys yeah, play that game, that's a good one too. Yep. Where like, uh, if you hit a dude a couple times in a row, they would yep. like legit charge them out and beat you up. And then the next time they yep. come out to bat, they yes. were, their mm-hmm. their player was literally on fire. So yep. If they made contact. They were hitting like an eight fun, eight hundred foot home run. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, that was a great one. You're right. Yeah. We had that one. Yeah. I had that one it was too. Like peak steroids awesome. era baseball yeah. game. That was the one where they had the bat on fire, wasn't it? Where yeah. like if you threw a like the bat was in flames. Yeah, we're like your dude's hitting well, and then the next time up they're on fire, and they're just blasting one out of the like into orbit. The next time they yeah. hit the ball, what they only have a moniker of that now, where like if your guy can hit a couple greens in a row, he's in flames on two K. <laughs> that, that's about as close. Is that, as we it's get not the same now. though. <laughs> not even close. 
I, yeah, I mean, sports video games, I miss where it was a little more cartoony. That's for sure. I wish we could still have that 100%. I, man, I miss that world for was always a ton of fun. It was always a good time with that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, Matt, Matt wrote an entire piece about what the uh, what he thought were the best sports video games. Correct? Possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe we need to do a better job of keeping tabs of him. Um, <laughs> here's a question for you guys: Is Pokemon a sports video game? Ooh. <sighs> No, only because it's individual. You can't go head to head really without like all that bullshit. Well, the the reason I ask is because it involves combat with your Pokemon, Correct. and you you know, there's a story element. I don't know. I just I think set like the closest thing maybe besides boxing that you could compare it to those like like cockfighting. Like I don't know if there's a good right. sports comparison where you have animals fighting each other. That's like, there is one good sports. Uh, there is one good uh, boxing mis- boxing video game you're missing out on. Oh, uh, what was that? Oh, what was that game? I loved that game. The boxing. Mike, I, you're talking about Mike Tyson's Punch Out. No, no, it was a super cartoony boxing game. Let's like let's get ready to rumble. Something like that. Someone help me out here. Mm. Mike Tyson's Punch Out was the one I always played. Or Fight Night Round Two was the other one. Oh, that's going to drive me insane. I haven't thought about that game in years, but I loved it. <laughs> i got to go back to Dill on the Wii Boxing, too. Because, yeah, you, Wii, Wii Sports. your arms get tired? Boxing was intense, yeah. You're it like was. Trying to throw, you're, like, trying to throw combos and make your cartoon character, you know, hit it just right, and you're just dying. You're exhausted after, like, two minutes. If it's, like, 75 degrees or warm in whatever room you're standing in while you're playing Wii Boxing, <laughs> good luck. You're going to be sweating in ten minutes, no doubt. I, I mean, I grew up on boxing video games, too. I loved them. I thought they were great. I thought that all the Fight Night games from EA were fantastic, so honorable mention to those. But my Tyson's Punch-Out, if you were a kid, playing that was just, you know... I mean, that's that's it for our uh, sports video games draft. We're going to have to figure out, uh, have to re-listen to get the picks out and figure out who had the best before. I'm sure the listeners are really going to enjoy that. Well, I would assume that that is the end of the night for us to say. I will say thank you to uh, Dylan Kuhn, Ossikini, myself. We appreciate you guys listening, as always. Um, it's been a great night. We're glad to be back. You know, like I said, took a week off, two weeks off, whatever it was. Anyway, point being, happy to have you guys here. Always, you know, listen, subscribe. Enjoy your evening. So for myself and the other two, have a good evening. Download, subscribe, and listen as always. Play us out, boys. See you guys.